now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Howdy, hey, and welcome in to a Friday edition of Too Hot to Handle, Too Cold to Hold. Your favorite threesome is now a twosome. Uh, speaking of threesomes, well, we're not uh, we're not necessarily a th- a twosome. We're just a duo for today, or or a duo for today. Because right. Trey, I mean, he has a girlfriend, so he stood us up. <laughs> but uh, speaking of threesomes, that actually reminded me of something. I was actually this close to a threesome last night. With I just the needed couch I just and... needed two more people, and <laughs> here we go, baby. Yeah. It would have been a party. Uh, but it's just me, uh, Jacob, alongside Keith Quigley, who uh, was battling a bit of a flu. Earlier. Yeah, I was battling the strep or the flu, something like that. So I was on some codeine cough syrup for. What happened? Were you making out with Brady's son? Uh, you, know, you get mono? No, no, because Brady makes out with his son, so that would mean I'd have to make out with my son. I mean, we know. I'm, I'm not like Trey. I don't we know he's Baytown. a little slut. I mean, I don't, I don't live in Baytown. I don't roll that way. Question, if someone can lose their job for calling Brady's daughter a pissant, can I get in trouble for calling his son a slut? Wow, I didn't know that. Maybe. maybe. Well, well the, considering that we're not in Boston. You know what? Considering we're not in Boston. We don't slut shame on this podcast because we've all done things we're not proud of. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten mono. Maybe not with our dads, but. I mean, you know, I've tricked off to Giselle Bush a few times. I mean, whatever, whatever, man. She's held up. She He's quite nice, yes. But uh, you've toughed it out. You know, we yep. were we were planning to uh, meet up earlier in the week. We decided to, to let you heal. I appreciate it. Which I think was a good call because we didn't want to get sick. No, I don't think anybody wants to get sick. But now that you're healthy and ready, uh, Juggalo Trey is now, quote, indisposed this is quoting his girlfriend who was on his on his twitter account messaging us oh he's indisposed that's like well you're not obviously doing anything to him if you're answering his twitter account so what's he doing that he's so indisposed right going down oh man i don't i don't know it's Uh, it's not good it's uh, it's nothing wholesome or family friendly i'm sure she was looking at jacob's pics on twitter and be like, oh, my yeah, my one down on me. my one profile pic with me in a in a and bucket a, hat <laughs> with some cheerleaders or something like that. Some Bud Light girls. Bud Light girls. I wish yeah. they were cheerleaders. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it was Trey going down on her, not her going down on Trey. That's we had nothing. the most awkward, uncomfortable phone conversation yeah. with him just before the show. Yeah. Yeah. Because we fully expected Trey to be here. Well, yeah, and we had a conversation last night. And it kind of sounded like he might have been breaking up with this chick. So we want to make sure he's that was okay. weird. Uh, Trey sent a cryptic message. So, f- just some background information. I didn't have Trey's phone number until like 15 minutes ago. Until he called like, us. Like I've worked with the guy for you know six months, six seven months. Yeah. 
uh, have been doing this podcast for him over the past month or so. Fifth episode, so five weeks. And our only communication has been in a group chat over Twitter. <laughs> a group chat over so Twitter. So I don't... You and, don't I, and I... I mean, you can't say we're close. No. And, yeah. But... So anyways, we have this group text, and you're always very punctual. Uh, that's probably just maturity um, yeah, kind well, of helping you yeah. out in this situation. But you're always punctual. You're always early always. to stuff like this. Yeah. But whenever I send messages, you always respond within the next two or three minutes. That's because I'm constantly on Twitter. <laughs> right and, and I never hear back from Trey, but Trey's sort of, you know. Well, Trey's 22. He's from Baytown. He's, 20, he's a college kid, but he's also, you know, closer to a celebrity than we are. Yeah, I mean, he's got almost a thousand followers, and he gets on the radio quite often now, doesn't he? Almost every day. So, yeah, he's got his own celebrity prob, so if he doesn't get back to me on Twitter right away, I definitely understand. Yeah. But last night, unprompted, <laughs> he sends this message saying... Guys, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you having me on your podcast. That was almost a perfect juggler tray. Almost. Like, it completely caught us off guard, came out of nowhere. <laughs> out of left field. And it's like, first of all, isn't this our podcast? Like, yeah, and that's, I, what, and that's what I responded. I was like, no, bro, this is our thing. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the limited popularity that we do share is because of him. Yeah, 100% because of him, for sure. So... That was interesting. Um, I don't know what he views his role as in this podcast. I don't know. I think he's just a weird cat, right? Like, I don't think he thinks He's people, unique. Well, I think he, like, because he's been at the station for a while now. And, you know, I mean, it's taken him a while to get where most people took, like, a year or less to get to. Um, I just think, I think he doesn't realize that how good he is. You know what I mean? Like he's good. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the best thing you can lacks the, confidence. The best thing you can be in something like this is different. Yeah. And he is different. He, he fucking has that in space. And he's the thing is he he has his niche too. NASCAR and he knows a lot about other sports too, but it's just like he knows things that you don't you'd be like what the shit. I right? fully believe he could be a NASCAR reporter. Oh yeah. On like I don't know. For the station, yeah. I mean, if if NASCAR was a big deal in Houston, see, that's oh, the only thing. I don't know how big NASCAR is in Houston. I mean, you could argue that it's one of the major sports, but it definitely has a niche following. If he was in North Carolina, he'd probably have his own. His there own you go. Radio show. That, uh, that's like a NASCAR he's HQ. Also, he's very. He's. I know it doesn't seem like it when we're together, but he's a shy kid. I think you know. what I mean, he. He can have that shyness and that, I think it's more self-confidence. Like he doesn't have that great self-confidence because he gets busted on. He used to get busted on a lot. I don't know if you've ever heard before, like on the, on the shows and stuff. They used to yeah, bust I mean, he's time. pretty much a punching bag for a while there. Right. And I mean that with all due respect. <laughs> you can't say, okay, Ricky, Bobby, I mean this with all due respect. I mean, your words, not mine. Yeah. Uh, well, not he's a fairly easy target. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's because like we said, yeah. he's different. He, he looks he, different. He doesn't look like anyone the else you know. he wears, the hair, just how he acts. Like, yeah, it's all. It's, it's the voice, it's the look, it's everything. I mean, I remember though, I, I piss on because we were going at it one time, just messing around, and I I took it a little too far. He 
slammed his fist on the table and got up and was gonna hit me. And then he caught himself. Oh, he definitely has buttons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this may have been before I got to know him, but evidently he had a problem with like cursing a lot on social media, like dropping f bombs. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I didn't know him then either, probably because we came in at the same time. Right. He definitely can come unhinged, and uh, I know it sounds like we're really like bashing <laughs> on him a lot. No, he's a good kid. We're not. No, we love the guy, but I feel comfortable talking about him as much as we have been because, because I don't. I don't even think he listens to the show. Well, I don't listen to the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I go as long as I can. Uh, by the way, a quick side note: our last show, almost two hours. I don't think we should go that long anymore. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're just having fun, though. Sometimes it's just, it's fun. You know, you just get caught up. Maybe you edit some of that down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to send it, send it to me, I'll edit it down a bit. But, but that's like a minimum of two hours I have to dedicate to edit. So I, <laughs> <laughs> if you just cut out the first hour and the last 30 minutes and have a nice little 30-minute block. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I could split it up into like two. Yeah. Like part one and part two. Yeah. I never even thought of that. I'm a yeah. fucking idiot. I, I mean, I told you that like the first day. You did. <laughs> I did. But <laughs> you're going to have to keep reminding me. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a reminder kind of guy. But the thing is, if, if we cut it into two, sometimes that stuff we talk about, like we're talking about the Super Bowl, and it's been almost a week now. So, because of me. Sorry, guys. I mean, other podcasts, uh, popular ones like, um, pardon my take, have done five episodes since we've done our last one yeah but aren't they how many views do they get a week i mean they get paid no yeah they're, they're, they're definitely uh let me know when i get paid like there's definitely a lot of incentive let me know if i get paid two to three grand a month even off of doing this and i'll do five a week but the beauty <laughs> about this is that where it takes them five episodes to cover all the stuff that we can cover in just one and we're going to talk some sports here in a second but we mentioned that phone call we got so we get messages from Trey on Twitter saying, referring to himself in the, the third, third person. person. Not as Trey, but he. he. He's not going to be able to make it. He's indisposed. And he's indisposed like two or three times in this thing. And maybe we sent one or two messages. Hey, I'm like, yeah, dude, get your ass over here. Like you said, you're going to be here. Where are you at, bro? And this person is just saying, He's not going to make it. He's indisposed. And so we know Trey's been seeing a new girl, so it didn't t take us long to figure out, well, this must be his female companion yeah. who's confiscated his phone and started sending messages on his behalf. Yes. Yeah. But I wanted to hear it from the man himself. Like, I don't mind him missing a show. I wish we would have recorded that call. We should have, that because that was a scary show. And plus, I just needed his phone number. So I texted my number and I said, have him call me. And he called me and he sounded very, very timid. He sounded like a beaten dog. He sounded like he was being held against his will. And he this definitely did. girl was like, if you leave, I will cut your fucking balls off. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it sounded like. Because he kept saying, ow, like he's getting spanked. He did. Like every few, so often he would be like, uh, hey, I'm Stop all the way it. in Conroe and I don't think I could, ow. Stop it. Don't do that. Ow. He's like, yeah, um, I'm not sure if I can, ow. And it's like, like and, and then you hear him just like, please stop it. Please stop it. Like he's bent over. And like, it went from being this like, oh, funny, like Trey's hooking up with someone to like, wait a second. Like, is he 
hurt? Yeah, cause like, I is this like some <laughs> Stockholm syndrome? Like, has he yeah. been in this chick's basement um, for so the I past like, few days? Let me know if you need me to call the police. Cause you know, I can call the police for you. He's like, um, no, that's all right. Like, like, you know, that sounded kind of like, yeah, the code for please call the police. I'm being held against my will. Like it switched from being ha ha, this is cute to like, just weird. Um, I'm not sure if he's okay. Yeah, and can he be here in the next hour? No, I'm in Conroe. Probably not, guys. I mean, this is probably the number one preferred form of torture, if he is being tortured. Yeah. Sex torture. So I want to know if she's hot or not. It's, it's tough to tell. She sounds hotter than she probably is, guys. I want you to be honest with me. When you look at Juggalo Trey. Yes. And you think about the kind of girls he would hook Go up to. with. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what kind of woman comes to mind? Well, she lives out in Connor. I'm sorry, you know what kind of woman he goes out Def with. Definitely someone who that. values inner beauty. And NASCAR. <laughs> um, uh, someone who NASCAR. maybe was a, a freak for Raggedy Ann dolls growing up. I mean, his name's Juggalo Trey. Go look up Juggalo porn. I'm sure you'll find out the perfect one. Yeah. There's something out there for everybody. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not dog. So you're you're asking yourself if she's attractive in yeah, the, the classic is, sense of the word? Yeah, the classic. But the thing is, though, since she does live out in Conroe, she could be hot because so redneck why, chicks Why do you say that? Hot. What does Conroe have to do with anything? It's just, it's just redneck. When you think of, like, inbred, Conroe. Do you need right all of your teeth to be uh, considered no. beautiful? No. Okay. You don't, not in Conroe. There you go. But th that's just it. She could be one of those and hot chicks who smoked her whole life and she's like 20 and has dentures. That just makes oral that much easier. Shit. Take I out mean, them dentures. Take out them dentures but and you he was the cut one out the middleman. He was the one giving oral. So. Probably. No, for sure. Like, I was like, how, is, how are you answering his phone if he's getting hit? And then it was sort it of, I, I'm, I'm envisioning that it was pitched to him as like, you know, scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. And then he never got his back scratched. No, he's still scratching. <laughs> right. For the last three or four hours. But he was in pain. Yeah, he's getting we bit. Were he, said. To him. he was getting bit. She's what biting the him. Fuck. Maybe she's a vampire. That doesn't sound good. Maybe he can't come out the light because he's a vampire now. Like spanking, like okay, yeah, I guess spank, spank me. I'm good with that. Don't. I mean, it's not I my mean, favorite. And the thing is, if there's a little bite, getting not, bit, not not biting to make me say ow, like he was. Although. When I'm kissing someone, I do like biting lips. lips. Yeah, like but you don't bite. bite it to where they say "ow." Yeah, well, I have braces, so ow. Uh, ow. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Ow! So you get little pubes in your mouth when you go down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Trey, wherever you are, we hope you're being safe and that you are safe. Yeah, don't have a kid, man. Use protection. Wrap yeah, up. I don't think the world's ready for him to uh, reproduce. Just yet. Not quite. I don't think he's ready for that. But, uh, yeah, protect yourself. I mean, bite back. Yeah, bite back. If man. you have to. Yeah. That's good. Words of wisdom. And in, until we see you again, I guess we're going to talk a little sports. Yeah, start with the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, so we haven't talked since last Tuesday. Yeah, unfortunately. And Super Bowl 52 happened on Sunday, and with you being out and yep. Trey being a sex slave, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't been able to get to it until just now. Uh, obviously, the biggest sporting event in the world. We're going to talk about it. Well, no, but not a lot the biggest sporting event in the world. 
We got the World Cup is bigger. In America. In America. There Fine. You. Thank Shit. you. Thank you. Whatever. Thank the you. commercials are better than the Super Bowl. Ah, they were pretty shitty this year. I'm sorry. There were a few I liked. Uh, if you say you liked the Peyton Manning or the Eli Manning, Odell Beckham one, I might as well just leave right now. No, because Eli Manning doesn't have a personality. Everyone says they like that one, and I'm like, they just literally copied a movie. Yeah. Like, they didn't do anything original. Like, give me the Star Wars Darth Vader kid trying to do the car, doing the car thing. That's original. I was surprised by his core strength, though. Do you he think he really to. lifted Odell over his no, head like that? No, I was thinking, but there must be strings attached to Odell. What I'm more concerned about is he didn't even have knee surgery. Like, yeah, that was, not that was, that was interesting. But you know what? After seeing those uh, Eli Manning commercials, I thought it was a little bit of ominous foreshadowing. Yeah. Because Eli Manning, previously the only quarterback to defeat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. That is that is that. And him true. sort of Being wedging the, into the limelight. Yeah. During the Patriots, you know what? Have if you have Eli Manning anywhere on TV during the Super Bowl with the Patriots, they lose. They will lose. Boom. They can't overcome it. So anytime the Patriots are in, just hire Eli Manning to be on your sideline and get a close-up. Like, they win. can't handle that dumb, clueless. Eli Manning, man. It was a New York nightmare of a Super Bowl, Philly and New England, but Eli Manning got his way and he rained on their parade again. And I have some bullet points here, yeah, some key points of the game. And the thing is, guys, we he has more than a few bullet points, but I think he's going to skip like 99% of this. Well, it would take three hours to get through this. I'm going to go, go. I'm going to go fast. Go. And you just stop me if it smack you if you start talking. Well, too much. and just as soon as I begin to start, my uh, screensaver kicks in. So. Of course, I had more time to this. All right, Super Bowl 52, Minneapolis, Minnesota. God. Okay. <laughs> All right, so both teams drive down the field to start the game with ease, but settle for field goals on their first possessions. Eagles' next drive, LeGarrette Blunt breaks one for 36 yards into Patriots territory. Nick Foles lets loose on a 34-yard home run ball to Alshon Jeffrey, beats Eric Rowe for the score. Eagles go up 9-3. Eric Rowe starting for former Super Bowl hero Malcolm Butler in this Surpr game. That was a surprise for him. Bit of a head scratcher. Yeah. Uh, New England gets inside the 10-yard line and Steven Gostowski misses a field goal. So after forcing the game's first punt, Patriots get the ball back. Brandon Cooks catches a deep pass downfield from yep. Brady and is nearly disintegrated by Malcolm Jenkins. He is out for the rest of the game with a concussion. It was a clear helmet-to-helmet -helmet penalty well, that did it, not get called. I don't know if that was a penalty because he was a runner in the NFL. That's not a penalty. In college, he would have been kicked out for targeting since he, he, he led with the head and hit him in the head. So college I, I thought out. any helmet-to-helmet -helmet no. hit is illegal. Only on defenseless players or quarterbacks i don't know how um how he would have been able to defend himself because well he was running right you're supposed i to thought he was gonna swivel the thing is in in college that malcolm jenkins he's kicked out because you can't target you can't do that at all you can't go at the head and he leaned in and targeted at the you know he he went in going for a hard hit at the head he would have been probably kicked out of the college but brandon cooks he catches the ball Sees that like no one's 
right in his way. Yeah. And he sort of is just looping around the field trying it, to find some of, space. It's kind of weird. It, it didn't look good and doesn't see Jenkins. Yeah, and Jenkins. He, and he gets blown up. He yeah. <laughs> I mean, the kind of hits that you used to love. Yeah, now that everybody, like, that was back in the 90s, you're like, oh my God, that was amazing. Nowadays, you're like, oh my God, he's going to get CTE and <laughs> commit suicide. It's not very uh, often you get to see CTE happen first instantaneously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he literally probably has CTE. So for science, that was, that was pretty thrilling. Science. So on a third and five, Patriots try a reverse wide receiver pass to Tom Brady. Yeah. Brady was open with room to run because who the fuck would think to cover Tom Brady? <laughs> uh, but he can't haul the ball in as it grazes his fingertips. Uh, they decide to go for it on fourth down, but they can't convert. And this ended up being a great game with many, you can point to several turning points. Yeah. Uh, him not catching that pass and... What about the throw? Overthrow? It was a bit of an overthrow. I mean, who threw it to him? Was it but Amendola? Amendola, but anyone else catches that. If it was Julian Edelman, now it's a perfect pass because Edelman used to be a quarterback. That's who um, usually throws that pass. Uh, and Danny Amendola, little kid from Woodlands High School. I didn't think it was a bad pass. Uh, I think if Brady is faster <laughs> and has better hands, okay. it's a complete okay. catch. There's one thing we know but, about Tom Brady. He's not faster. Right. He you got to know three. who you're throwing it to. And the thing is, Tom Brady short-armed it because he's Tom Brady. He's like, okay, if I reach for this even more, it kinda I may felt get like, It kind of felt like he was sort of feeling for it like he was sort of bracing himself for, for him. it yeah he short-armed it he did but the thing is it's tom brady you want him short-arming that you gotta throw a better pass it's tom brady that's not his fault he's the golden child so if that's a completed pass i don't know if brady scores i want to know why you're running that play. it's an interesting play i mean it's a great play it worked for the eagles yeah but, of course, Nick Foles is a lot more athletic than Tom Brady. And the Eagles were knocking on the door of a touchdown. Like, I mean, Nick Foles, if, it, if people don't know, Nick Foles had, like, scholarship offers to go play basketball places, like Division One schools. So he's a pretty athletic kid, guy, right? So Tom Brady's Tom never Brady picked up a basketball. Tom Brady has probably picked up a basketball on the blacktop, shooting some free throws. Deflated it. Deflated for sure. Getting that little <laughs> extra roll. <laughs> Got to squeeze in the deflate. But yeah, yeah uh, I don't know what that play was for him. Like, they should have just kept. Because he ended up, I mean, we'll get to that. But. So, Eagles next drive. LeGarrette See, won. that's where Trey would have chimed in with something. Yeah. We were kind of reaching. Right. Trey like, would have came in and been like. In, in other episodes, he would have been like, oh, I guess Trey's not there. And then out of nowhere, he would have piped in with yep. something ridiculous. Been like, if that was Julian Edelman, that would have been a great pass. That would have been a touchdown pass. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and ask you to be Keith and Trey. I'm going to try. We'll try. I think you can do it. Okay. LeGarrette Blunt breaks through for his second rushing touchdown of the game against his former team. Is it the one where he just powered through every beast mode through? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, Eagles go for two, don't convert. They missed a lot of touchdowns. Right there, when they missed that two point conversion, I was on Twitter. was like, if this comes down to like a field goal or if the Patriots score a touchdown right here, like. How bad they got to be feeling right now. It's sort of miraculous that those didn't come back to bite them in the because end. Because they should. I mean, I mean, because those are points. Whether it's one, one or two, yeah, those well, are I get you missed points. a field goal, and they're trying to catch back up. 
But at that point, if you kicked a field goal, you're up by six instead of five. There, yeah, there were occasions later in the game where Didn't it's like to go for it's it. like, huh? Instead of being, you know, down one, you would have been up two yeah. if you just fucking get these extra points. Right. Yeah, and they're not counting on scoring again. I guess I don't, I don't know why because it was a scoring fest in the second half. New England gets the ball back. Rex Burkhead, who allegedly hurt Brady's hand uh, in practice before the AFC Championship game. He gets loose for 47 yards on a screen to start New England's next drive. It was, was, one, of the, big, it was, was one of the best play. screen plays I've ever seen in my yeah, life. That was a big play. Uh, but the Eagles, uh, while not recording a sack yet, uh, their pass rush uh, rushes Brady. It stalls the drive. Uh, Gostowski this time nails the field goal, a 45-yarder. It is now 15-6. I know. I was thinking the whole game, like after those missed field goals and extra points, and I was like, "Dude, do you think anybody feels comfortable with this going to like a last-second field goal?" And I feel like that sort of speaks to what we discussed with our XFL league. Mm-hmm. Just get special teams fucking out well, of the equation. As, as as less special teams as possible is what you're saying. Because they weren't special. No, they were they were horrendous. So Ajayi decides to get into the mix. He turns out a 26-yard run to put the Eagles' rushing attack at 100 yards in the first half. Next play, Nick Foles passes to Alshon Jeffrey, still being guarded by Eric Rowe. He got burned on that one, too. Actually, this ball gets tipped up into the air. Oh, is that the interception where he... Intercepted by safety DeJuan Howard. Yeah, that's right. He bobbles it up in the air. I thought that right there was going to be for the Patriots just to, like, take off and crush. No, yeah, that's that's what it felt like. That was Philadelphia's first the, mistake. Wasn't it at the end of the second quarter? That was kind of – second quarter's winding yeah, down. Yeah, second quarter's winding down. And then the uh, – Pats get the ball back, come roaring down the field. Brady finds Hogan for 43 yards oh, down the field. right there. You're to like, get inside the 30. And you knew Hogan had to be big in that game. Not only Cook's going out. Cook's going out, but... Just in general. I mean, it seems like the Patriots find a new guy every game. Not even a new guy. Every they week. refine the same guys. Like, hey, you haven't done anything in 10 it's weeks? It's like, okay, last week go. it was Amendola. This week it's going to be Hogan. Hogan. James White would take it the rest of the way. 26-yard touchdown to put New England within three. Gostowski misses that point after 15-12. He had a rough game. And that's where I was like, do you feel comfortable getting field goals? <laughs> so on that missed field goal he had, it was a bad snap. So I don't put all of the blame on him, but you can't be missing extra points. I don't know. They just Not when you're supposedly the best kicker in the league. Yeah. I mean, even on, on bad snaps, still you usually knock them through. But I, mean, I don't know. Um, just I was saying the whole kicking game thing's not looking good for this game, so I wasn't gonna feel comfortable with a, like if it was gonna come down to like a last second field goal. I was like, oh my god! No, everybody you, you, on those you definitely sidelines, didn't want to be the team trying to kick a last like, second oh field goal. Oh my god! Yeah, that definitely really would have been uncomfortable. Because you gotta think about it. Had they made, had Gostowski made the field goal, and I think to the field goal. They wouldn't have had to try and score a touchdown at the end. You're right, man. I mean, you yeah, can go back like, to so many things yeah. in this game that definitely would have turned the tide. And the thing is, the Eagles probably would have blown them out if they didn't go for two-point conversions. <laughs> so at this point in the game, the Patriots are within three. They're going to get the ball to start the second half. 
things are looking pretty good for him. Uh, Eagles get the ball back, and Corey Clement, who had a huge game, runs wild for 55 yards after catching a swing pass. He's the running back, right? Yeah, third string running back. Uh, Puts the Eagles inside the 10-yard line with less than a minute left. And on fourth and goal, the Philly special is called. Philly special. It's a direct snap to Clement, so Nick Foles does the whole thing where walking over to the right side of the offensive line looks like he's changing the play. Well, the thing is, like, isn't he like in the not the slot, but, like at the H back position, right next to the tight end off the line? Like, I'm thinking pretty much. But I he well, saw saw that right there. I was like, if I'm a linebacker, I'm coming up and I'm knocking him not on to his mention, ass. Not to mention Clement <laughs> moves, you know, right behind the center. But it's a direct snap to Clement. Clement tosses it to uh, their second-string tight end, Burton, who then throws it to Foles in the end zone. Wide open. Eagles go up 10, and... I blew Nick Foles up off the line right there. I'm sorry. If you're going to line Nick Foles up on the line, I'm going. I'm Because it looks like a run play. You get to go and just... You can go in and They were caught off guard. They did not expect the ball to be snapped right there. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Nick Foles out of that play. Like, just because I could do it. Like, you're giving me a free hit on your quarterback? I'm taking it. And so the play that failed for the Patriots... There's a different play. (laughs) It's a little different. I mean, they're not throwing an over-the-shoulder pass... I mean, right. you're expecting it, it, Tom Brady it, it, to make a, an over-the-shoulder it was, catch. It was right? a shorter throw. It yeah. was an easier catch, but he's all by himself in the end zone. Play. I mean, Doug Peterson, good good on you, man, and working. He coached one of the game. He went for the, he's going for the win, and that's what I loved about the Eagles. They weren't they weren't the Jag, the, like They didn't turn into the Jaguars to where, okay, we're going to run, 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 punt, run, 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 punt, or whatever they did, right, for, like, the whole third quarter. This is how you have quarter. to play against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. You just got to kill them. You got to leave it all out there. You have to be aggressive. Even if you make the mistakes and lose, at least you went out there fighting. You can't settle for field position and just hand Tom Brady the ball. Yeah, because Tom Brady, he could be on the 10-yard line with – 30 seconds ago, and he could take it for a touchdown. He could just destroy you with no timeouts. He'll, he'll sideline you to death all the way down the field. Right? He's done it so many times. Like, let go, go for it. Just put it all out there. So we get to the second half. Patriots get the ball. They come out and score on that first drive. After having only one reception for nine yards in the first half, Gronkowski, who we haven't mentioned yet, he catches four balls on that first drive for 44 yards including the touchdown. Doesn't it feel like when they're like, okay, we need to get going, they just force the ball into Gronk. Like, okay, Gronk, we're throwing it to you. It's like they ran two two or three times in a row they ran the exact same play. And he was actually targeted quite heavily in that first half, and yeah, they, just, they just weren't connecting. Yeah, they were off. They weren't, they weren't off. Brady, then they forced it. I, they I think Brady had like maybe, I don't know, at least 200 yards passing in the first half. Yeah. I think even so, did he? Even though Brady looked uncomfortable that first, he half did because he's getting pressured. He, and then it took him a whole half to get okay. Well, I'm going to be pressured. I'm going to have to make throws under pressure. I think he got used to it. You know, in that second half, because he found Gronk. He's surprisingly nimble in the pocket. He can move around in the pocket. He can. Right. He can. I'm not, he manipulates. I'm he not manipulates saying he's a, he's a Michael Vick. He's like, hey guys, he manipulates the pocket really well. 
Like, he just steps to the left and to the right. It's like a pirouette. He pirouettes in there. All right. Thanks, Trey, for uh, your two cents. We miss it. <laughs> so, Corey Clement uh, does it for the Eagles again. He's coming out of the backfield, beats a linebacker, and catches a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Eagles go back up 10, and this was – Somewhat of a controversial call, although I don't know if it needed to be. Uh, Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast is convinced that Corey Clement uh, does not have control of the ball before they go through the back of the end zone. And we just keep beating this like a dead horse. What's a catch? What the fuck is a catch? Well, it didn't even look like he had possession of the – it looked like it was just hovering in the air there for a little bit. That's a catch. It it was – I mean, I don't give a fuck what the rule says. Like, I'm glad that the officials – I think we're going to have to change it to go back to, you know what, if they have possession, two feet on the ground, you're in the end zone or over the end line. They make it too goddamn hard to have position. Let's take this whole going to the ground shit out. Like, if the ball hits your hands and doesn't fall to the ground, that's a catch. Well, I'm sorry. Like, I don't don't want it. Like, I hate this. Oh, it's a catch. But if you're going to the ground and it pops out, it's not a catch. It's like... Huh? Yeah, that's like, bullshit too. Well, like, well, that's the whole thing, right? Like, and that's where people get confused. It's a cat. It's not a catch. It's a cat. Like, if Corey Clement was just running and wasn't going to the ground, that's no question a catch. But since he started going to the ground, that's when the rules change. Like, you have to complete the catch all the way through the ground. The ball Why? is in his hands, and He's he, in gets, the end zone. he gets two feet He's down. In the end zone. But does the ball sort of wiggle while it's in his hands? Yeah, sure. But to me, that shouldn't, you know, rob the guy of a touchdown. Yeah, it should be like, like first and foremost. I'm always about rewarding athleticism. Yeah, and he caught it, and he caught it, two feet on the ground in the end zone, touchdown. But since he's going to the ground, they say you have to look at the rest of it all the way past that when he's going to the ground. Like, I don't get why they put that in there. It's it's a terrible rule. It's stupid. And our best team of broadcasters, or one of the best, <laughs> if they don't know the rule, if they well, can't they fucking it understand it. They right. said, like, oh, they both were like, I think that's incomplete. And then when they come back with, and the thing is, everyone was saying, like, Patriots fans, non-Patriots fans, like, we've seen that play multiple times this year. And every single time, it's been incomplete. And I've disagreed with it. Every time. Even even if it's in accordance with the letter of the law. Well, and I, that's what I'm debating. They're making like, it too fucking hard. And then, like you said, they're not rewarding the athleticism. And the Roger Goodell said himself that fans want to see touchdowns. They want to see receptions. And they're trying to take it away. It's like cutting your nose off spite your face. Yeah. Huh. That makes sense. I guess. No, not no, at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, so that touchdown would ultimately stand. Eagles have a 10-point lead. Brady gets the ball, and this is where he just starts clicking, man. He puts on a clinic. He's dissecting the Eagles' defense. One of the best defenses in all of football this season. Hits Hogan again 26 yards downfield for his second touchdown reception. Or it might have been his first. I'm, I've lost track. But he surpasses 400 passing yards in the third quarter. 
It's again a three-point game. Eagles get the ball back. It's a, an Elliott 42-yard field goal to put them up six. And the Patriots would finally take their first lead of the game. Gronk beats Ronald Darby in the corner of the end zone. The score is now 33-32. to 32. So. Shoot me in the face. Eagles are operating for the first time uh, with a deficit. Yep. So with about five minutes and 40 seconds left in the game, they're faced with a fourth and one near midfield. Mm. Now, the Eagles convert. Yeah, they've been going for it all game on fourth. They've been going for it all game. You got to tip the like cap. How many punts were there in this game? One? There was only one punt, surprisingly, no, from the Eagles. And the thing is, I'm, the Patriots didn't punt one time and they lost. That's crazy, right? You <laughs> no, that doesn't fucking happen. That makes sense. By the way, fucking love it. That's how I love football. Me too. Get these fucking punts out of here. Get the fuck. You just like you said, get the fucking special teams out of the game. I mean, how much more fun was it? We saw it firsthand in that game and. You know, I can't say any more on behalf of that than that game did. And the thing is, I could have sworn I saw 50 punts in that game. But I didn't. I didn't see a single <laughs> goddamn once. Because that's how many punts you usually see in an NFL game. Right. It's like, Jesus Christ, stop punting. Fuck the punter, dude. Yeah, let's just go for it on fourth down and get it every single time. Like, when there are peanut dudes and hot dog dudes more athletic than your, than your punter, then that position shouldn't exist. And your long snapper. A shout out to the Houston Texans long snapper <laughs> who was at the Pro Bowl. Fuck yeah, way yeah, to go, guy. To go. So it's a short How pass. How is that a position, long snapper? I don't know. Get the fuck out of here with that. You know, I mean, that's it why. Sounds like that, a good living. If that is there. another reason why we need to get special teams out of here. You're taking up a ro- lo- uh, roster spot for a fucking. Long yeah, there's snapper. some guy running a four two forty. Who doesn't have a job because, because you can snap it far between your legs. Yeah, and you're not athletic at all. And you're most likely white. And you're, which, like, no, your people not. have enjoyed enough prosperity. Yeah, fucking for get out of like, here with this white privilege. Lifetime. Get out of here with the white privilege. Thank you. Right? Fuck white. Yeah, guys. Fuck white privilege. <laughs> Power to the people. <laughs> Are you guys going to go see Black Panther? <laughs> I'm, they said that it got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, Sounds who am really I? Good. I'm excited. Who am I to deny Rotten Tomatoes hundred percent rating? I'll be there. I might. I bet. Usually, I wait for that stuff to come out. I'll make my token appearance. This is turning into the John, the John Snow and Michael Carell uh, podcast where we start talking about Marvel all day long. No, no, no. In fact, I wonder the thing is, and I heard it's a pretty good podcast. I'm just giving them a hard. So Might I have to beat that out. On that fourth and one play, I'm not. Good. I'm over there. <laughs> it was funny the first time. Because <laughs> we're talking about rape and, you know. At this point, James. it just gets annoying. Yeah. So that play was a toss to Ertz, uh, fourth and one. Uh, were you surprised they didn't run it? Uh, I was. Ar- arguably, best <laughs> offensive line yeah. in football. And, uh So Doug Peterson gets a lot of credit for coaching a whale of the game, mm-hmm. as he should. And what people point to most frequently is his willingness to go for it on fourth down, which without a doubt made the game much more exciting. Who's calling those plays, Frank Wright or Doug Peterson? I'm not sure. Me either. But Doug Peterson's getting all the credit. Well, he he should. And rightfully so. He's the head coach, so he allows – even if Frank Wright is calling those fourth down plays, he's allowing them to happen. Right. So Actually, the first fourth down, the Philly special, 
Peterson didn't call that play. That was Nick Foles. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Like, I need that touchdown, guys. I need my Super Bowl MVP. I need to make myself fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. So he gets a lot of credit for going for it on fourth down, but the Eagles aren't in the lead anymore. True. Like, they didn't have an incentive to be conservative. Like, it's well, they weren't conservative less than game. six minutes left in the game. Tom Brady has 400 yards passing and two touchdowns yeah. at this point. I think you had no choice but to go for it. Yeah. Well, you've been going for it all game winning. Right. So why, 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 why stop? I think anybody else would have gone for it. And I'm, to me, there was no other option. And that's where I think that play right there, I think Nick Butt. Punting it was more of a gamble than throwing it to Zach Ertz over the middle, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's the safer call. Uh, but I think they realized that Tom Brady because it was doesn't, unstoppable right It there. doesn't really matter how long of a field Tom Brady, especially with Tom six Brady minutes was left. unstoppable. He's going to score no matter what. Yep. That was a good call for them just to see, you know what, Tom Brady's on a roll. He's killing us right now. We got we to gotta try and match it. So they convert that fourth down and proceed to go on this 14-play, seven-minute drive, culminating with a Zach Ertz dive into the end zone. So Zach Ertz catches the ball, takes yeah, two or three steps. Exact same play, the Steelers versus the Jets. So I should have. I didn't do my homework. Or I didn't go back Patriots, and watch Steelers that play. Patriots, Steelers and Patriots. It's the exact same. But... So he dives into the end zone, and more often than not, when you're diving in the end zone, that ball is going to pop out. Yeah. Now, Ertz does actually catch it before it hits the ground. Yep. So even if he were falling to the ground instead of – like the rule ended up being Ertz is a runner. Mm -hmm. He had taken three steps. As soon as the ball breaks the plane, it's a touchdown no matter what. Okay. But so, so even if he was falling but, to the ground as he was making the catch, doesn't the fact that he recollects it, doesn't that make it well, a touchdown? Well, no, but that, that doesn't matter. It's like if you're going to the ground, you still have to control it all the way through the ground. Like, when you're catching it. But he's still not down. Here, the difference here is that they said he would establish himself as a runner. Had he, now that they're saying that, if that ball comes out then, that's a fumble. But the ground can't cause a fumble. That's true. And he crossed the goal line, so it's a touchdown. Right. right? So, so that's the right call. That's how they called it. But what I'm saying is that Steelers-Patriots game where James Casey did the exact same thing, they called that a fumble. Jesse James? Jesse James. I'm sorry. I was thinking James Casey because he was on the Steelers. So I guess so the Jesse argument James, there yeah. was he was still in the process of the catch as he no, was going he to the ground. No, he was doing the same thing. He took a few steps. I, I got to be honest. I didn't, turned, I didn't go back and look. And the thing is he caught it. He took a couple steps and started turning and reaching for the end zone. That's not a... That's not a football move. I don't know what else is. Like, I don't get it. At the very I least, the rules are inconsistent. They're stupid. Like but so. that's another play where... Come on. Yeah. That's a fucking catch. And that's a fucking touch. Even if he didn't catch it right away, yeah, he caught it. The ball never touched the ground. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. The ball never touched the ground. Not at all. It's a touchdown. There's no – it was a touchdown regardless because, it, like you said, he caught the ball. It's not like he hit the ground and the ball hit the ground and popped out. I, yeah, I, I think he if he it pops out and hits the ground, then, yeah, you have something to talk about it. But were they talking about it? I mean, that's a catch. Yeah. I, so NBC, they didn't know what they were doing. They showed that replay six times. 
and never thought to show the previous three seconds of him taking a few steps yeah. before that. It's, it's always catch and dive, or like, it's always just the dive. But like you said, he never, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, wow, it's a big group. It's a field trip. Field tripping. So yeah, we're not in our normal uh, business center environment no uh it was the conference room was being uh occupied so we actually had this room uh for a long while and yeah. we enjoyed a good run uh but now we have company so now if all of a sudden this if, if sounds could, like a like a rec room has broken out it's because we're in the rec room <laughs> we're here literally and if they tell us to shut up we'll probably shut up. i mean maybe. they're not shutting up so i'm not gonna shut up. why because I know I said why 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 shut up oh okay <laughs> right all right so I'm a, I'm I gotta say I'm rattled <laughs> you should see this, his face right now he is, is definitely rattled this is extremely <laughs> unprofessional well we're not trying to be professional so okay so the Eagles are up 38 33 Patriots get the ball back and there's about two minutes left. This is pretty much their only chance. And we've seen this movie hundreds of times. Yep, yep. Brady has the ball with less than three minutes left. He's going to go down the field and he's going to score. Yeah, guys. I mean, Tom Brady. This is Tom Brady. Greatest ever. Go. Right? He's the goat. All right. So a little... Do you want to go in the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> so, so a little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, I just cut off Keith in the middle of his last sentence. So if this sort of sounds jarring... It's because I stopped recording and went back to the business center to see if it was available. Are we recording right now? Yeah, oh, we're, okay, oh, we're okay, back okay. on. That's okay. that's why I'm narrating the past of it. And I don't, I don't, I don't want everybody to be like, oh, we gotta be quiet. I want them to be playing cool. Like, no, absolutely. I mean, it's just as much their rec room as it is mine, and it's actually not mine because I don't it's their girlfriend's place that we me and juggle me and yeah me and but, Keith but have been a, here more than 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 uh, jacob over all here right, so like, <laughs> we've been here just as many times but uh she pays her rent just like anyone else i'm sure she, it she might be late days. but so question, she pays it what, question, what, what are they actually doing in that business office are they being businessy i don't know man but they're well, just how many people are there I don't know. There could be someone hiding in the corner, but whenever I walk over there, I only see one guy in there. He's working, but like, how much of an asshole do you have to be to not be in here to take up an entire conference room by yourself? Yeah. I mean, that's a little selfish. There's literally like what eight chairs in there, maybe. And like, the only reason why we're not in an apartment is because it's not mine, and. Yeah, you know, that's I'm creepy. Not, like, if his girlfriend comes home, I mean, but, she but might if, be home but regardless. If, but if I lived here, like, I would do work in my apartment. Especially if it was just me. If I wasn't that's meeting true. a study group. It's true. So I find, I find the whole thing very troubling. Uh, it's very inconsiderate. Very. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess we can go back to the, to the Super Bowl. And you should be. Dirt. I mean, what, what if you're considering moving and you're looking for a place to stay? This, this is definitely a, a notch in the column column. And I gotta say, these kids don't look old enough to live here. I don't think they live here. No. Well, how they get in? I, I don't know. They should ask me if they have a key. Uh, another thing about this place is security is definitely like 
Because <laughs> a, a bunch of a bunch of hoodlums just <laughs> a bunch of hoodlums just came in without a chaperone. <laughs> they don't look old enough. Getting in the way of my livelihood. Drink a coffee. They don't look old enough to go to Starbucks and get a coffee. This is just bad news, bears. Okay, Boy, let's let's get let's get back to this. <sighs> it looks like we're in Graham strip sack. I mean, this is like. Children of the corn when they got rid of all the, the adults. Yeah, like more people just keep coming in too. It's creepy. I feel like I should just come sit next to you so I I don't have my back. No, to them. I, I'm, on a, I'm on a booth. I don't want to get. I don't want to be talking about them and then throw their. I'm on their, a booth. I'm, I'm not okay with sharing a, a booth seat with no, with, with another, another man. man. No, no way. I just don't want to get a, po- a, po- a cue ball in the back of the head. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be good for the show. CTE. <laughs> there get some CTE. Get some of that CTE settlement money. <laughs> so Brady has the ball back. And someone just dropped a plastic. That's not BDSM. We're not smacking each other with uh, paddles. <laughs> <laughs> Although if Trey and his girlfriend yeah, were here, all, all of the slapping and smacking, that would be them. All bets are off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Just when you think Brady's about to lead another glorious, historic, come-from-behind Super Bowl winning drive. Yeah. Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. That's that guy's name. Comes in, and he, uh, he ruins the party. He shits on their parade. It's a strip sack. The first sack of the game for either team. Eagles recover. It's New England's first turnover. And the Eagles kick an insurance field goal. No. They go up by eight. It is 41-33. New England now has to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion just to tie. It's not a situation you want to be in. Not looking good. They get the ball back with less than a minute left. Uh, They're only able to get to midfield before a last-second Hail Mary. I don't know, man. That that Hail Mary though, that's as close as you can get to scoring really though. Catching. And and it's happened before. It seems like Brady's Hail Mary, like the ball finds Gronk. It's like within inches of his hand. No one seems to be around him. Not like there, usually there's what, like five or six guys around the Hail Mary pass. And it looks like And was that not pass interference? Oh, they because don't you don't get that call. Come on. Not on the Hail Mary. You should You could have. You could have. But because they're not they, they were all they're not doing that for the Patriots though. After after the two weeks before that game, where everyone's bitching, last two playoff games where everyone's like, I definitely would have gotten a lot out. of heat for throwing a flag on the last play of the game. Especially with the guy who that, smiles that puts like, the ball on what like the two yard line. Especially with the guy who gives uh, Tom Brady the pat on the back the, against the Jaguars. You're not you're not giving that call. Yeah, that. But I'm surprised. I'm that would have been a bad look. That looked uh, like Gronk could have had that. Why don't Why don't we We don't see that very often? I guess it's just hard. But like, oftentimes it feels like in those hair, everyone's grouped together. There's always someone around the ball, and it's deflected up into the air. Someone could jump in and catch that, but you hardly ever see it. And I guess people, they just don't react quickly enough. Well, and um, it seems like on Tom Brady's ones, there's not a lot of people around them. because they're like. Usually they're all on top of somebody. It looked like Gronk had one person on him, and the rest were like had like a little three-yard bubble. It was like a three-yard bubble around Gronk. We can't get close to three yards except for the one guy that's on him. That just looked weird. Like, I was like, usually it's like a whole group of people 
just chaos. And that wasn't chaos because Gronk had it hit his hands. So that's a better game if the Patriots come back and complete the right? Yeah, it's probably it. Or at least tie it there. Well, that's the only thing they could do right there is tie it because they're up by there. Right, but uh, take away the strip <coughs> if the Patriots score on that drive. Oh, yeah. Is that a better game? Mm. Am I an Eagles fan or Patriots? You're just a football fan. For me, yes. I wanted to see Tom Brady get a sixth. I did too. I, I'm too. not one of those Tom Brady haters. Like, I went to bed sad that night. Like, I know there's a lot of Tom Brady haters. I'm just not one of those people. No, I've made the de- I've made the decision to enjoy history enjoy instead of greatness. instead of like hating the last I'm, 18 years I'm, of my life. I'm an Eagles fan. You guys said we were the underdogs. We're gonna burn our city to the ground now because we won. Like, what the fuck is that? And Philly did go crazy after that game. <laughs> I mean, I guess that I guess all that grease and stuff didn't work for them. I mean, there was a guy who picked up an eight horse just for the sheer thrill of it. See the people who are in the like the convenience store saying this shit's free, and then they start having a food fight in the convenience store, and it wasn't free. They are breaking and entering. They're uh, leading. They, burn, they basically burned their city to the ground. Oh, surprisingly, only six arrests. Uh, <laughs> and basically, they, they looked the it other way a for a lot of those. Uh, so stats, let's go to stats. Let's get some stats in. Tom Brady, uh, the second coming. 505 Of his yards. holiness, 28 for 48. I don't even care about that. 505 <laughs> 505 yards through the air, three, three touchdowns, touchdowns, no picks. Okay, so you hear that stat line and you think Patriots what? They Blow definitely fucking someone win. out? Yeah. I mean, that is the single greatest passing performance in Super Bowl history, and it's the most yards in a postseason game whatsoever. No, that ever. Ever. The like, ever, one. not just postseason? Now, yeah. Well, well in, in the Super Bowl, he takes over for Kurt Warner. Super Bowl Kurt and Warner, playoff game. Kurt Warner had, like, the top together, two. Yeah. Now it's Tom Brady. Ten and a half yards per attempt. And the Patriots had three receivers surpass 100 yards. Yep. You had Amendola with 152, Hogan with 128 and a score, Gronk with 116 and two touchdowns. Yep. Like, do you know how hard it is just to get one guy over 100 yards and they fucking have three? Yeah, three guys. I've never heard of that. No, I've never heard of that in my life. No. And then, like, who do, who's getting that MVP? I mean, I, I get Tom Brady's getting the MVP, but who's getting runner-up for MVP for the Patriots that they win? Gronk. Gronk with two touchdowns. Yeah, Gronk with two touchdowns. That's what I thought too. Gets because uh, he looked dominant in that second half. Gets honorable mention. Yeah, he, he looked dominant in that second half. He was. Nick Foles. Nick Foles, no slouch himself, 373, three touchdowns. Did have the one pick, which you could debate wasn't really his fault. And uh, I have to apologize to Nick Foles because I said there's no way he's going to do what he did against I, Minneapolis Keith, against the Patriots. Keith, no one saw this coming. No. Well, he did the exact same thing to Minnesota. Like the 350, three touchdowns. Like, Jesus Christ. It looked like the he same that Alshon Jeffrey pass where Alshon caught that long ball. It's, looked like the exact same play. And you know what? I almost said, you know, you couldn't expect him to outdoor Brady. He didn't outdoor Brady. Uh, Brady's defense let him down. And now I'm looking at Clement with four receptions and 100 yards. Four receptions, 100 yards receiving for a third string running back. And how many, but how to many be fair, total receiving yards did to he be have? Fair, no, no, no. How many receiving yards all season did he have? 16 games. Right. 123. 123 in 16 regular season games and 39 in the previous two playoff games. <laughs> and then he busts out with four for 100. 
four for a hundred. Now, 55 of those came all on one catch. So that definitely... Yeah, but still. But the kid is a fucking athlete. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. So much, so much star power and playmaking ability all over the field. Yeah. I mean, that's better than last year's Super Bowl. I mean, no one By overcame far. a 28-3 yeah. deficit. But, but at one not. point, it was 28-3 score. That is yeah, not a good game. No. That is significantly one-sided. And then when did it end up being... I, I don't, I don't, even, re- I don't even remember, man. Yeah. It's, but like my memory yard, is not what it used to The yards in this game, total. Holy shit. 1,150, almost 1,200 yards? Almost 1,200 total yards uh, between the two teams. <laughs> That's crazy. 538 for Philly, 613 for New England on the losing you end. you know next year's Super Bowl? Because this year was down from all, the last few years. Like the over-under what we were talking about, it came on the under. Wait, because that, that was still the under. It was the under for the score. No, 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 not the score. The uh, viewership. Oh, the ratings. Okay, this is on the under. I thought you were talking about score. No, no, no. Like, so this is on the under. under. Next year's, I guarantee you, it's going to be on the over because of this game. Yeah, but even last year's game was historic. So no, it wasn't. It was about average. It it the Super Bowl Someone came back that, from twenty-eight to three Bowl, down. Yeah, but the thing is. People it was the best. It was that. the biggest comeback ever. Yeah, but not for viewership purposes. I think. I think what happened was, despite the Super Bowl being great, the regular season and all of the distractions that went along with it for the last came in years. between the two games. Yeah. I think next year, though, you're going to see that change just because this game. I really great. hope so. It will. Because football. Because people don't want to miss that. Football is a great people game. People don't want to miss that. And speaking of football, I'm. Real quick, lacrosse, my son. I'm going to start playing lacrosse. Uh, he's playing lacrosse on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, he's 12. He's going to be Woodlands, uh, Woodlands, what is it, so junior high, fifth, oh, sixth it, grade team. Is that team. junior high? Well, no, he's on the fixed sixth grade team, and it's lacrosse in Texas, so they don't have, like, teams in, like, the lower, you know what I mean? So it's like a league, but it's through the school. For the Woodlands, That's and he doesn't sad. even go to the Woodlands high, like to the Woodlands thing. They're the one who, they're the ones who host this program. So if he ends up going through this, he'll be playing football or basketball, whatever he wants for one school, and then if he wants to play lacrosse, he'll be playing it for a different school. Weird, crazy, right? That's Texas. Though. Best of luck to him. Yeah. Uh, are you considering letting him play football? Yeah. If he wants to play football, I mean, I play football. Sure, it's up to him, right. It's up to him. So none of the head trauma and stuff? No, that scares you, but me and my brother play football. My dad play football. We don't have – we're the ones who deliver – I think we have thick skulls and we deliver the hits, so. (laughs) Keith, I I mean this with all due respect, but I can point to several things that would cause me to believe that you have CT. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You are a sick individual. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't believe that's right, Jacob. Just because he likes to spank me, doesn't give hugs. He gives great hugs. <laughs> so what if your son wants to be like a like a professional wrestler? Ah, if he wants to deal with all those injuries that you get, yeah, good for you, man. I mean, unless it's Greco-Roman wrestling. Dad, I want to wear tights and Unless it's, unless it's Greco-Roman wrestling, then I might have to be like, whoa. We can't be getting up behind guys like that. Right. I was going to say, that's significantly more Let's talk about this. Are you, are you, are you, 
that way? I'm not, not that there's that. anything not wrong that with there's that. anything wrong with that, guys. <laughs> I'm not that way. Would you send him to a special camp? <laughs> no, I'd be accompanying him. Because it's like Tom Brady probably accompanies his kids that he kisses. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I wonder if they're going to be wrestling. Uh, I hope you send your beard before uh, How about we wrestle, you show guys? affection in that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. How about the Pages? One punt, one sack in that game. Eagles 10 out of 16 on third down. Question, two one two sack. On okay, so you're thinking the Eagles are getting one sack and there's one punt in this game. Who's winning this game? Not the Eagles. Right. Not the Eagles. That's the crazy thing. All the stats win against the Eagles, and they win. Except for maybe the rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm just talking about They did the pretty things, good on the ground. The things that you think they would have dominated in the sacks and – the, the page is not punny. No, and, and like, that's the only thing people could point to was this elite defensive line getting after Brady. And, and they got to him once, ended up winning the game. They, and the thing is, I think they hurried him enough, though. But still, he ended up with in the first half, yards. They, like, the Patriots came back with a lead in the second half. That's true. Like, just a crazy game. Their defense let them down. And oh, God, that Patriots defense was god-awful. I, like, I said it on Twitter. I've seen better defense in a pro game. And a significant reason for this lack of defense was that Patriots cornerback Malcolm Butler, hero of Super Bowl 49, had zero defensive snaps in that Super Bowl. Yeah, that's crazy. He had a a special team snap. He played 98% of their defensive snaps during the regular season. Yeah, that's... Anyway, so let's after, get on to some of these tweets. That, that was, I mean, that was a big story yes. after the game. Um, it was during the game. It was a big story. I'm surprised they right. didn't hear more about it, though, during the game. I mean, I don't think we find think out the until the, I don't think up, anyone yeah. noticed until the second quarter that he. Yeah, but still, you start noticing that this cat who's played 98% of the plays isn't playing at all. And he did go out for one punt return, I think, so can't say he's hurt. Can't say he's sick because he suited up and he had a play. Uh, Belichick, after the game, said it was strictly football reasons. Had nothing to do with discipline. And Ian Rappaport tweeting, My understanding is the benching of Malcolm Butler happened because of a perfect storm of issues. Sickness, rough week of practice, and a minor rule violation believed to be related to curfew. So, after hearing that and after hearing Belichick, what are your thoughts on what happened, Keith? I don't know. Like, I get he got demoted uh, one week. Like, I mean, okay, he was sick. I get it. He missed curfew? Okay. We're talking about a guy. The whole thing is strange. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. Even Butler doesn't really understand. No, He's, I don't think he, anybody. After the game, he said they gave up. They gave up on me. Fuck, it is what it is. I could have changed that game. <laughs> and the thing is, I think all a lot of his team. I think that the big thing on the defensive side. I think why they played so bad is it split that defense. So like maybe some people were okay with it, and there's other people who weren't. Daunt, the high tower, the linebacker who was on the injury reserve, had a problem with it. Like Tom, I mean, I think a lot of people. I just, I just don't understand. Like, if this was part of the game plan, 
and there are sources who say this was decided, you know, a few days prior to the game. Why wouldn't you tell Malcolm Butler, and why wouldn't you tell his replacement? Yeah. Eric Rowe didn't know he was starting <laughs> until kickoff, and don't you think that would have helped him and his mindset? Yeah, get more prepared. I know, mean, he's just thrown in there. He's yeah. just thrown to the wolves. I think. In the maybe, biggest game maybe, of the year. Maybe Belichick's trying to outsmart everybody, and he just. I mean, he keeps things so tight get, to the vest, but you I mean, gotta get, talk to I your get players. Malcolm Butler did kind of the same thing in the Seahawks Super Bowl, where he picked off the pass. like it. But at the same time, he it didn't seems play the whole very game. catty. He didn't play the whole game. It's like your girlfriend being mad at you and not telling you why. When things they've had problems with here, when they signed Stephen Gilmore and they didn't re-sign Malcolm Butler, and I think there's been a big issue all year with that. Right. No, when they signed Gilmore, Butler was pretty much as good as gone. Yeah. He wasn't so going to come back. Use him for the Super Bowl? I mean, this was the cherry on top of the shit yeah. Sunday. Exactly. You know I, mean, I don't move. know. It was just a bad move all around. I mean, bad move. there were other theories floated out yeah, there. A bunch uh, of different things. Girls. Yeah. Uh, uh, former teammate Brandon Browner went on Instagram uh, and hypothesized that he could have been caught with weed or women. Because no football players ever smoked weed and had women in their rooms. Right. No, I mean, sure. That, that's a logical conclusion to you jump to. Chandler Jones and all that. I mean, Chandler Jones and all them. They had issues back in the day, and they still played in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's it's worth noting that Brandon, Brandon Browner isn't in contact with Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Well, no, they, he's just hypothesizing. He's just trying to get sure. maybe. He's just, he's just throwing shit out there to see what will stick. Well, not even that. I just think he's trying to say, yeah, maybe. Like, that's the only thing that might be warranted in this situation. Like, maybe. But even then, I don't. I think Bill Belichick is just being retarded. Like, this is one of those things that came back. It's like, he's trying to be Mr. Smart. Oh, it's all me. It's all me. And it came back to bite him in the ass. So, in the two games preceding the Super Bowl, Butler was targeted 12 times, gave up eight receptions for 116 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Uh, quarterbacks had a 137.5 passer rating on when throwing at him. No, at Butler in the two previous, previous playoff oh, okay. games. So he hadn't been playing well. Mm-hmm. He was sick. <clears throat> okay. Missed uh, opening night. Uh, joined the team late, a day later. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a rough week at practice from all accounts. Okay. Uh, there were stories that he was snapping at coaches and okay. just having a s- struggling with implementing everything that mm-hmm. they, wanted uh, they wanted him to do against the Eagles. Okay. So I understand just, not starting him. I do. Yeah. Despite okay. starting 98% of the snaps okay. throughout the year. Okay. I understand that. Like, if all this is all happening, right. Right. I understand giving another guy a crack. Okay. But when he's getting Burnt. torched, just completely <laughs> carved right. up. By Alshon Jeffrey, who's not the fastest guy in the world. Like, how do you not switch things up at halftime? Is that like, just the stubbornness of Belichick? Like, uh, I'm going to yeah, go with the, my gut yeah, instinct? Gut. I think he's just like, you know what? I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and you can't tell me otherwise. And he, sometimes that bites Is him. he too proud to try something else? Of course he is. I mean, did you did you not hear what how he got to Josh McDaniels to stay? Like, he's like, he doesn't teach his own coaches like what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how to succeed. Like, he doesn't tell them how to do that. Like, he already came out and said, now he's like, that's how we got him to stay. Like, I'll show you how how to succeed. Bill Belichick disciples 
don't normally go on to have successful, most successful careers ones, on Bill Belichick, or not Belichick. Bill. Bill. O'Brien. O'Brien, sorry, Bobby. Mm. Big old Bobby here in Houston. And the thing is, he's and not he that successful. I mean, right. Nine seven, he's finished 9-7 yeah. in the worst conference two times to get his championship for the uh, Southern Division. Pretty, under, and, and when you look at those wins, they're not beating good teams. They no, take advantage of the beating, AFC South they, and the Cincinnati Bengals. wins, or no, what, how many teams? Six wins come from the AFC South those two years. So yeah. You won three games. Yeah, you went 3-7 and seven the rest of the time. So, yeah, you can't point to anything he's done and said it's because he's a good coach. No. no. I think uh, Ian Rappaport also said he may have been at a Rick Ross concert, and Rick Ross decided to come out on stage late, and that's why Malcolm no, missed curfew, no. <laughs> which, you know. You know what, he could have Why had, isn't Rick Ross he, getting you any know of the what? I don't care. He could have had two hookers blow and a, a transvestite prostitute, and I would have started him. I mean, what happened to do what you, whatever you got to do during the week as long as you show up on game day and ball? Like, if it doesn't get in the way, then by but, all means. And he's going to get paid. Someone's got to pay him some money to go to their They team. are going to pay him, and they're going to overpay for him. That's, yeah. something, that's just how the NFL works. Yeah. yeah, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Just like Jimmy G. Jimmy G with the $137.5 million biggest contract in NFL history so far. Until Kirk Cousins signs his. Signs the... Just most ridiculous, exorbitant contract. Uh, Forty-one million. Uh, it is the biggest deal in NFL history on average per year basis. Forty-one million. He has seven years to his seven starts to his credit. Five and zero oh, though. He is five and zero. Oh. Uh, he this, well this year. I think on the Patriots he beat a, a shitty Bills team. Uh, his second start, he gets knocked out early but in he, that game. He beat three playoff teams this year. and uh, Well, he beat he, the Texans, they're, they're one in who ten. are garbage. They're a 1-10 team. And he beat three playoff teams. Look, he goes 5-0. and oh. I think San Francisco did the right thing. No, I think too. he's definitely... And the thing is, they did the right contract, too. I know you're looking at it. What's like, interesting oh. is... Jimmy Garoppolo is benefiting from having only started five games. Now he's done well in those games, yeah. but what you're paying you're paying because he might Potential. be good. Well no, I think he is good. Like the unknown and the mystery is yeah. very sexy to NFL teams. Brock and Osweiler. They're gonna pay for it. Brock. That's that's why Brock Osweiler got the big oh, payday. But there's way more than what Brock Osweiler's getting. But the good thing about this one is is that they got a ton of salary cap room for this next year. And they're do, giving him forty-one million of that this first year, so it's just going to get smaller. Now. They front-loaded it because they don't have a great team. They're not going to have a great team this year, right? Right. So good on them for front-loading. You, you need more they than just than just a good quarterback. And they front-loaded it for that reason. Like we have enough money to front-load you, and then when you get kind of towards the middle end of this contract, we're going to have players around you and be able to afford them too. So is he is he worth the money? Yeah, I mean, for them he, is. he has twelve career touchdown passes and five interceptions. For for them right now he is. I mean, they think he's their franchise guy. Could they have done better in the draft no. or no. free agency? No, no, no. Because no. you get a guy with some experience. If the answer to that question is no, then they did the right they thing. They did the right thing. I think they did the right thing. I mean, they don't give a second round pick for him to walk. Because someone's going to give him that money. Because people people right. believe in it. 
for whatever reason, they believe in Jimmy and with the salary cap rising, it's just going to get and the thing worse is, and worse. He's with Mike Shanahan, who made Matt Ryan an MVP. <laughs> right? You're right. I'm just, I, I really don't know enough about the 49ers, but what kind of team does he have around him? He has Carlos Hyde, who he's, people don't really think much of. Not anymore. He, had, he was promising, but he's not. Uh, I think he has some decent tight ends. No receivers. But no That's receivers. Fine. I mean, maybe Garcon, but he's old. I mean, um, everyone on their defense retired. Yeah. But the thing is, they're gonna have high picks. They have some high picks right now on their roster, like the the linebacker from Alabama. How got, soon do you see and them then Solomon back Thomas, in the playoffs? Solomon Thomas, the defensive. Team. With how Seattle's looking. They, I mean, they and could how be, Arizona, Arizona doesn't have anybody. Right, to court no, that. those teams are on the decline. Um, uh, they could be compete with shot at the wild and card. Let's, and let's not. I think they could beat the Rams. I mean, the Rams could be a one one shot wonder. I mean, I mean you don't know because Jared Goff looked like crap his first year. Really good the second year. We'll see. I think Garoppolo is better than Goff. Is that crazy? No. And the thing is, they, they got two guys on defense that are studs, and Solomon Thomas, and I forgot the linebacker from Alabama's name. Uh, but they could shut down Todd Gurley, and they could win. I mean, they, they have a good shot at making the playoffs next year. Outside, they have an outside looking. It'll be in. They're very outside looking. They're outside looking in right now. Uh, a lot of people talking about this just because he I mean, receives the wealthiest right, right contract now. in NFL right now. history right for now. now. They're still Kirk but, Cousins, right? Who's passed for over four thousand yards every single year he started? <laughs> he has a five thousand yard receipt, five thousand yard passing, and then he has like a forty nine hundred. So if you're Kirk Cousins, you're I'm bacon. sitting back and you're oh, like, yeah. "Thank on, you, Jimmy G." I, yeah, I, I said this on Twitter. Captain Kirk is about to cash in big, like huge. He's going to be rolling around like he's going to be. He can make it rain over the whole United States. So where does where does he go? Uh, give me give me your top three. Denver, Denver, Denver. Wow. Denver, all the way. Because they all got the way? all the way. They got the money and the talent. They're, once they get rid, if they're they looking like if, I know if, if I, anyone was going to overspend, I would guys. I would say it's Denver. I talked to a couple of guys who cover the the Denver um, Broncos for fan side, and. Uh, they said they're shopping a keep to or Chris Harris in one of the two receivers they're looking at getting rid of. So if they get rid of one of each, they could easily afford him and pay him thirty million a year. I think if anyone was gonna overspend it should be them because they are because the closest, closest to a championship. Even team. if they get rid of a receive Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas and one of those guys and then also one of the corners, which would probably be a keep to leap since he's the oldest they're gonna right. try and create Chris Harris. They can get rid of one of each of those guys. On offense and defense, and then they're still good enough to make their stuff. Defense is still top notch with best team in the AFC West with Kirk Cousins. Almost best team in the, I think, AFC behind uh, the Patriots. Wow. Maybe even better with Kirk Cousins. I mean, they had Kirk Cousins last year. Their defense struggled last year. Yeah, well, because they didn't have anybody playing quarterback. I mean, when you had Brock Osweiler starting on you, the Texans looked bad. On defense, <laughs> they could be. They're still the number one rated. They still look bad. Let's be honest. So, I mean, you give them Kirk Cousins, they're gonna look like a totally different team. They're not gonna be. Their that defense is gonna be able to pin its ears back and go. 
I'm exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see Jimmy Garoppolo and what he can do, what he can take to that yeah. team. And I'm hoping Kirk Cousins goes to Denver because I'll be the same thing. You'll be like, I want to see what they can do now. So before being shipped off to San Francisco, uh, reportedly because uh, Tom Brady threw a hissy fit, um, Garoppolo worked under Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. who has been the offensive coordinator for the Patriots for a while now and was long rumored to take the head coaching job with the Colts. The Colts. No, 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 not, not thinking. He, he agreed to terms. He agreed to terms. He, he was calling coaches up during the playoffs, and all those assistant coaches that the Colts have now, because Josh McDaniels was believed, all they all believed he was going there. And he agreed to terms. So, did everything but sign on the dotted line. He's like, I'm agreeing to your terms. I got all my coaches there already. And crafted Belichick. Belichick. And so McDaniels walks into the Patriot offices. He's got his little cardboard box. He's, like, he's, he's putting hey his potted plant. He's about to give him the handshakes. Frame photos of his family. Like the whole... Next interview, he you know that, uh, that handmade clay mug that Gronk made him. Be for like his Bill, Bill, it was great. Or yeah, uh, it was great to uh, work on your world's best coach with mm-hmm. like misspelled. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kraft, I appreciate you giving me the job, and I appreciate everything you did for me. And then Kraft's like, I'll give you a pay raise. And then Belichick's like, I will teach you everything I know, kid, because I've never done that for anybody else. They're able to convince McDaniels to jilt the Colts at the altar, remain in New England, and yeah, certainly you would expect a, a significant pay raise to be a part of that. So that's that's what had to happen, right? Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the ultimate bargaining chip. Like, you are the next in line, Belichick telling McDaniels, you're taking over for me after I leave. Without Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo. But that... But see, don't you think there would be an understanding where Belichick says, okay, I'm going to be here another two years. I'm going to set down. So, and Brady's like, and then you'll have happen. me for another two years you after know, that. You know what's going to happen right here. This what? is what's going to happen. They're going to draft a quarterback this year in the first or second round. And that quarterback's going to be a Tim Tebow-ish guy, a.k.a. Lamar Jackson. Guaranteed right now. Wow. I'm, I'm putting that as my lead pipe walk of the draft. The Patriots, because what Josh round? McDaniels can't draft worse shit. First or second round. If he, like, and if they feel like he's going to be taken higher, they're going to move up and get him. I mean, that's, that's that. That seems like, a, like just the worst possible fit for that team. He drafted Team Tebow in the first round. I don't have any confidence <laughs> in Josh McDaniels' decision making. So... There you go. There, there, there you have it. But I, I, I don't think there's any way McDaniels would have stayed if he didn't have some insurances that, that Brady would well, stay on at least a year or two. His agent dropped him. He did. Yeah. Because he basically said, you killed your career anywhere else. Right. No, I mean, I, hope he, I hope he likes the Patriots. I hope he likes not, New England. You cannot do what he just did. Especially when your lone stint as a head coach was very unsuccessful. What guy's going to want to come and be your assistant coaches now when you are the head coach of the Patriots? That's a fraternity, and you fuck people over. And people people outside of those people, too, are going to be like, sorry. Belichick did a similar thing with the Jets. The difference being Belichick has a pedigree and five Super Bowl rings. Well, wasn't the Jets... 
didn't they get parcels or something like that? Yeah, like they got parcels and he had like heart problems and they were like, Hey, Belichick, like you're gonna be our head coach, but just until Parcells feels better. And wasn't wasn't he And he was he was disgruntled at the potential Do you think of, they got upset at us or like, God damn these people. See, we we just said, you know, we don't care. I don't know, but those guys playing pool, they just left like fuck these. They just but they left they left their backpack, so I'm I have a feeling they're gonna be back. I've I have a feeling they're gonna accuse us of stealing shit out of their backpacks now. It's happened to me before, but I did steal it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right. Let's let's so, move on. I'm tired so, of talking Patriots. Get your last thing because I know you want to say something. N- no, I'm pretty much done. I mean, I fucking hate the Patriots. Now. Do, is there any way? I mean, do you understand McDaniel's? Do you feel for him? No. I, I hope he fucking fail. Like he's gonna fail. He did in Denver. He is gonna do it, and he's gonna reap what he sowed. Definitely a bad look. And yeah, I don't um, like it. Unpro- like people say, unprofessional. No, just. That's a shit move on every single level. Like, these guys were his friends that he got to go. That's the worst part of it. Like, now are you friends? Like, are you friends with this guy now? If someone does that to you, say, say, I Jacob, mean, Jacob, Jacob. All right, say Juggalo. Not Juggalo Trey. How, how much I'm is going that over to 790. Is... Say Juggalo Trey is going over to 790, and he says, I want you to be my producer. They offer you a job, and you take 790 producing job. But the whole thing is, we're going to have this show over at 790. And then Trey goes, well, ESPN wants to keep me. I'm going to stay there as an intern. <laughs> they would do that. How pissed off would you be? I just really love AJ and the Blitz. And they want um, me to be there. It's a really underrated they, show. They want me. <laughs> and um, I've been interviewed to talk NASCAR like a handful of times, so it's only a matter of time before they start paying me. And they're not going to ever pay me, they said. <laughs> but I have hopes and dreams at working at. I had a dream about AJ last night, and his beard tickles. <laughs> AJ has a beard? <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, I don't he doesn't. So. He, yeah. yeah, he, he sort of has like a sloppy, okay, like five o'clock shadow beard. Okay. Uh, that, that's what, like, would you be pissed at Trey? Would you still right. be Trey's No, that, that's the worst part. But how much of this, I mean, obviously McDaniels is in the wrong for misleading those guys. But, like, what percentage of the blame lies with the Colts and not, None? like. They offered him a job and he said he'd take it. Yeah, but that's, but them hiring no. the assistant coaches before actually hiring McDaniels yeah, but that's what you do when you're it's like hiring the band the yeah but renting out a hall and the wedding singer the, or the Patricia wedding planner the, before you actually Patricia like, did the exact same thing with the Lions they they had their assistant coaches that he went I'm telling you man this should be a cautionary tale you know don't put the cart ahead of the horse well and the, the thing is that's just how in the NFL when someone says they agree to terms the 90% of the time, they don't pull a DeAndre Jordan and go back to the Clippers instead of the Mavericks. <laughs> was, like, what a fucking nightmare. Yeah, like, and now he's, he's the last, he just looks the like last man guy. standing the in LA. Is, people are trying to compare it to like players. It's, like, it's not the same thing. Because players aren't bringing a whole coaching staff with them, right? That's right. They're just I mean, they're mercenaries. Players are mercenaries. You felt bad about uprooting your family? What about their families? No shit. Well, that's true. Maybe, but at the same time, those guys probably have good jobs right now. And you know what? Tip of the cap to the Colts for not just flat out firing all those guys. Question. After yeah. Daniel spurned them. What? 
now that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like that next head coach has to inherit these people. Pretty much. Fuck, like it I feel bad for the next head coach. Though. I mean, it, the only glamorous do thing you, about that job is do do Andrew Luck. Do you do this right here, Frank Wright? Do you want do you do you want the uh, head coaching job, the Eagles' offense coordinator? I think you, you should, or why, at least the make fu- the offensive coordinator I mean, your offensive coordinator right now. With the Colts, their, their quarterback coach, coach already took a job elsewhere. So, and if he doesn't accept it, if you're the Colts, you just not say the offensive coordinator right now that he McDonald's wanted in. Did you just not make him the head coach or the defensive coordinator? You just not make him head coach and promote someone from that he wants from within to be offensive coordinator or whatever. You not that would just be the smartest move, right? At this point. We'll see. It's, it's a yeah, this Colts are screwed. It's a tough the Colts situation. are kind of screwed. You think McDaniel's didn't take because Andrew Luck's not going to be healthy ever? No, I, I think it had all to do with Kraft and Belichick basic, basically sweetening the pot. Yeah. Do you think they have some insight? You, do you think they hacked Andrew Luck's uh, doctor's files? Uh, like so, so, this he's never going to be able to throw the ball again. So all this happened. McDaniel's trashes his God, reputation. Say we're not talk I just have one more thing. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> say McDaniel's takes over the head coaching job for New England. Mm-hmm. If he's terrible, is there an obligation for Kraft to keep him on for a certain amount of time? Because pretty much McDaniel's yeah. threw away but every the thing opportunity is they don't have for to. But they don't have to. They can fire him next year just to screw him. God. How shitty would that be? I'd be so Patriot-esque. What happens if their offense is underperforming like crazy and they fire him? As I'm going to laugh my dick off. Me too, because no one's going to hire him then. I can't Ever wait to laugh my dick off. You'll have to go to college. All right, man. It's time for our first NBA segment in the history of the oh podcast. Are you God, ready? I'm ready. Holy and shit. I know you filled this out on the rundown. This is pretty much going to take us home, man. Yep. What do you have for us? The land making all the moves before the deadline. Cleveland trade deadline was AKA yesterday. Cleveland. Holy crap! You see, I'm in. Sh- they got rid the departures for Cleveland right here. I'm in Schumpert, Dwayne Wade, Channing Fry, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, D Rose. How many guys is that? They have a 12 men on their roster. They, is that half the roster? They shipped out six guys. So yeah, that's, that's half the roster. Half of you guys. Uh, uh, the LeBron posse pretty much broken up. Although J.R. Smith got to stick around. Biggest. Yeah, that's surprising. It Biggest is. move though, it. It in a first round pick uh, for Larry Nance Jr., Jordan Clarkson, and what's looking like it's gonna be a top ten pick coming back to oh, yeah. Cleveland. Absolutely. Because the Lakers are trash. The Lakers are trash, and they got worse by adding Isaiah Thomas. And the thing is, Isaiah Thomas goes, I'm not coming off the bench. So, you Gee, know, he's probably getting bought think, out. Like, what a fall from grace. Can you think of a bigger fall from grace? No, no. So, like, the thing is, I mean, Aaron Hernandez was pretty bad. I got shit from so many people when I was like, Isaiah Thomas is mediocre on Twitter. Like, people were blowing me up. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know shit. He scored 20. You, you don't know because he scored almost 30 points a game. And, you know, last two years he scored 25. I was like, I get that. But, of course, he does shoot every single shot for the Celtics. And, A, you're 5'6". You're just mediocre. I mean, he, he, he was the reason why the Celtics were 
able to lure guys like Al Hortford, mm -hmm. um, mm. guys like Gordon Hayward, mm. I'm pretty sure. No. No. Isaiah Thomas was not the reason. He, he put the Celtics back in a in competition. Yeah, I mean, with the for Cavs. that one, for two, for what, two years there? Averaging almost 30 points a year last year. Last year, three points a game. Yeah. You know, he... He shot every single shot. His sister yeah, passes away. That he was hurt his uh, And then, yeah, he and gets hurt in that. That's a good thing. What does he have? He has his quickness. What, what happens when you hurt your hip? N not quick enough. You're going to lose that. Um, but he was mediocre. Come on. Let's not say he's some great player who 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 was leading the I mean, NBA. He, he yielded the Celtics Kyrie Irving, and that's pretty good value. No, that's great. The Celtics destroyed. Cleveland yeah, they look pretty fucking. They look amazingly smart. So the experiment with Kyrie doesn't work. Um, it does work? Kyrie's working. My team. Oh, sorry. Isaiah Thompson. Yeah, Isaiah that Thompson doesn't work in Doesn't work for Cleveland, uh, but. From everything I'm hearing, they made enough moves to where they got better. They're younger. Yeah, because, well, they're they more got, they, Here's who they got, right? George Hill and Rodney Hood. Those are the, those are the two guys. Those are the two guys they got that are going to have them competing with Golden State. Those two guys shoot 38 percent. Rodney Hood shoots 38 percent from three, and uh, George Hill is over 40 percent. He leads the NBA right now in three point percentage. Um. They're gonna be that team that can shoot the bomb now. And the thing is, now you don't have Isaiah Thomas and, and LeBron James or Kyrie Irving and LeBron James saying we need to share the ball. All right. Because when Kevin Love gets back, he's gonna, he's a three point shooter too. Now this this ball is in LeBron's hands, and that's where it belongs because it never goes so. out of LeBron's hands. Let's be honest. When he went to Miami, he had Dwayne Wade and him, who ended up starting to take over the ball the whole time. Because it used to be Dwayne Wade when he was right. by himself. Now LeBron James, wherever he goes, that ball is in his hands, right? So and they got this is the perfect. They got some the nice supplemental pieces, and they got a top ten pick coming in. So for me, that was a thing for for Dan Gilbert because everyone's been crushing Dan Gilbert and this new GM for them losing and all the trades they'd made before for the Isaiah Thomas because they're losing. This looks like LeBron's out of town already. This move right here is a sales pitch for LeBron to stay. After, so you think so? So this the sales pitch is uh, all these guys. I mean, do you really think it's enough for them to win a championship? I think it's enough right now for them to compete. So let me put it to you this way, and and make LeBron think that you know what, we're gonna have a shot at winning this in the next few years. Let me put it to you this way: Does. LeBron have a better chance of winning a championship staying in Cleveland with these new additions. Oh, for sure. Or for sure. going to L.A. Mm, potentially sure. no. with Paul George or somewhere okay. like so, Houston. So, okay, so let's take Houston out of it because Houston would be the greatest spot for LeBron James. Because I, I thought Chris Paul and James Harden would be able to share the ball. But, they, but they've willingly given it up to each other. And they have no problems with that. And I think LeBron James can come in and do the same thing. Like, I think just having those three guys, those type of three guys that can do whatever they want on the court scoring-wise, it's going to take pressure off of each other to where no one else is going to see the ball except those three guys. 
And LeBron James loves to pass it, so he has uh, James Harden pass it to and Clint Capella if for the Rockets to pass it. Like, I think the Rockets are the perfect fit for LeBron James. Houston bias setting in here. Uh, but I just think they have the team for it. They have to get rid of Ryan Anderson to do it, but that's yeah. either there. But that's the perfect team for it. As far as the Lakers go, no. Because or like some place like Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia. Because you're still in the East. You still I think have Philadelphia the Philadelphia Lakers, they sound great. They're like, oh my God, you got all these players. But you look at Philadelphia, what shooting do they have? I mean, that's what, that's what LeBron James. Right. Last you, years has been saying he wants. You need to, you, I, now they got, I saw you tweeting something where. You can't just have a bunch of people you with, play the, the, same with the same skill set. Yeah, you just can't. Ben Simmons and him do the exact same things. Well, he shoots better than Ben Simmons, yes. But Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hand to be any good. Just like Lonzo Ball needs the ball in his hand every single play to be good. And then I know me and Pat were talking about it. And Pat was like, well, if you have Lonzo Ball and PG3 and LeBron James and Kyle Kazuma... And then I was like, well, where are they going to get the rebounds? Well, they all rebound. I was like, yeah, at the same spot. <laughs> they, all, they all get the long rebound. So what, all four guys are going to compete against each other for that rebounds? Because what, what you don't realize for the Lakers, to sign LeBron James, they have to get rid of uh, Julius Randle. Right. And he's their top rebounder. And they traded their third best rebounder. Their second best is Lonzo Ball. So if you've got Lonzo Ball and LeBron James competing for the same rebound, someone's going to fall off. Uh... Lonzo Ball is going to fall. Let's not be honest, because LeBron James is the alpha dog. So He's going to have the ball. So for you, the only two real choices LeBron has is stay in Cleveland mm -hmm. or stay Houston. Stay in Cleveland. He's not coming to Houston. I mean, we got – no one wants Ryan Anderson. That's – it's That's, a tough sell. <laughs> no one wants – maybe – Maybe if you can trade him, because next year he's coming up on the last year of his deal, maybe, I think. And maybe you can say, well, he's an expiring deal. Someone take him. And now we have – but you still got – you still have to trade for the same amount of money. Right. So, I mean, and you can't – Rockets can't buy anybody out because that's still – you know, they don't have that exception anymore or whatever. So, it's like right now, if they can't get rid of him right now for an expiring contract, and they can't because trade line deadlines up, right? I don't know. You, you can't do much. So, if the Lakers don't net LeBron – this is what the Lakers should do. Okay. I'm going to put it out there. They should focus PG. Right. Paul George. Yeah, you should go after them hard and sell it with Boogie Cousins. Go after Boogie Cousins hard. Because now you have a guy in Lonzo Ball who's going to have the ball in his hands all the time, ex almost exclusively, who's going to be able to give it to Paul George on whatever, you know, dish it out. Paul George, Kazuma, Cousins, right? He's going to be able to make those decisions. And... That's just the best thing for the Lakers as a whole organization to win. I mean, would you not want Boogie Cousins, Paul George, oh, Lonzo Ball, and Kyle Kazuma? And even if they don't get LeBron, they'll have enough money for two max contracts. Well, so they can PG go out there and get their cousin, Boogie Cousins. They can go out there and get their two star players. And those two guys would be a great fit on. So that, I think the trade grade for the Lakers. I mean, both of them. Well, the jury's still out <clears> for both of them. But the Lakers but, though made the best. I'm not dogging with the Lakers did to. Open cap space, even if they want to go after LeBron, because now they got enough space to afford whoever they want, right? Right. And they made a great. They're going to they suck win. this year, but they're going to get a good pick out. Well, they're going to suck anyway. Yeah. 
No, they're not. They're not getting. They traded their pick to Cleveland. Oh man! But that's why it's a sales pitch from Cleveland for LeBron James, saying we're going to be able to get a good young player. And they held on to the Nets pick. So they're going to get two. So they were able to make LeBron happy and hold on to the Nets. So what happens if they do a sign trade with one of these picks plus Kevin Love? Bringing Boogie Cousins, maybe maybe a sign trade for Boogie Cousins. Paul George, like, they got a ton of options. They definitely they, they went from not. I being, mean, it depends on they, how Cleveland literally went from not being able to do anything to being able to have. They opened their whole world up. I guess we'll have to wait until uh, all the mock drafts come out. I gotta say, I don't pay attention to those mock drafts as much not, as I not would. in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I mean me either, because it's only the top few people that do anything really, right? All right, man, so we hit all of our sports uh, that we wanted to get to. So tell me about this new segment that you put on the rundown here. Uh, this is going to have to be, I wanted Trey to be here for this one, uh, The Myths of Modern Day Life Exposed. All right. But I wanted to just kind of like have one thing, like a myth about the modern, how the modern world is and stuff, and then have you two I guess, have you two see if it's a myth or fact or fiction, Ooh, I right? like that. And then have have both of you ask like why, what what your why you think it we're, is. We're gonna need to have a brain a brainstorming session, just come up with a whole bunch of new segment ideas, yep. and then we can just yeah because we're getting into no football now. That's right. <laughs> We're going to need some help. And I have I a couple of I'm going to be coming out with like 20 mod drafts a day. But yeah, so good tease for yep. next week. Yep. Uh, hopefully we'll have Trey back. Hopefully he can walk. Yeah, sorry guys. I wasn't here today, guys. Um, I, I love you guys. Hopefully uh, he hasn't already died of AIDS. NASCAR 90. Um, here it comes. Hey guys, it's my NASCAR 90. I know nothing about NASCAR because I'm not Trey. I was hoping you'd be able to fill his shoes on um, Danny Hamlin. Is he retired? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I, have no clue. I, I, know, I, I love that segment. I swear to God, I, love that segment. I don't pay attention at all. I love that segment. Well, like, I'm, just, you, I'm just going I know. through the you're, rundown you're to like, make sure right. we hit everything. Yeah. I love it just because he... He feels comfortable. He talks, and I'm like, that's right. That's, that's the only time like. you get to hear him. Yeah, that's what I Maybe like. we should open the show with NASCAR yeah. 90 from now on. <laughs> no, because everyone's listening to the end of that. I mean, you mean? We All listen right. for 30 seconds at least. That's why we have the NASCAR 90, right? We don't want to like if they're gonna listen and actually not scroll to the very end to listen to it. I'd rather have them listen to the whole podcast than just oh, we got the NASCAR 90 at the beginning. Let's turn it off because we only want to listen to it for trade. <laughs> So, God, that's hilarious uh, listening. All right, yeah, party time. Looks like. So yeah, uh, I think uh, we're in the way of a Valentine's Day party. Yeah. Um, so. so appreciate appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, uh, thanks for putting up for all of the uh, the ambient noise yep. in the background. Trey should be back next week. Yeah, sorry we didn't have Trey. Uh, he's uh, He's wrist deep in some uh, some, some, some Conro Poutine. Yeah. Hey, I think we're hey, thinking the same exact Jinx. thing. Yeah, Jinx. Excellent. That's, man, we're on the same wavelength. But I had a good time here with you, Keith. Yeah, me too, me Jacob. It's always I, good. I always love mixing it up with you. Yeah, I know. Back at, like we were back at the bench. That's right, man. And I'm glad you're feeling better. Me too. Well, I'm, I'm getting there. I took some medicine before I got here, so I still feel a little congested. And 
to you, the listeners. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. So all you guys who listen, don't stop listening, please. Yeah, go ahead and like subscribe if you want to. How many subscribers do we have? Do we have any? I no. <laughs> like I don't no. I don't think so, man. I mean that might work. That might be a SoundCloud thing. I don't know. But uh Yeah. Yeah, if if you can figure it out, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's it. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. San Diego. But this isn't San Diego. <laughs> uh, bye.